Welcome to the Primo House Podcast. This is episode three. This is where we talk about house music. We talk about the genre. We talk about what house music is. We talk about what is going on in the scene globally. And most importantly, we'll be talking about our local San Antonio house music scene. We are house music. We are your hosts. I'm Roberta. And hello, I'm Cami. And Miss Kame, thank you, my darling. And with us, of course, we have our Primo House DJs, Trey Garcia, Anthony Garcia, and Dorian Benes. And we also, what up? hi guys, thank you, thank you. And we also have our mascot. Our Primo House mascot is Daddy Longbody. And we're going to start off like we usually do, and we ask, "What are you jamming out to this weekend? Why?" So let's go ahead and start with Trey. Uh. This whole week I've been listening to uh, Dreamville. It's uh, J. Cole's new record label, and they have a bunch of tracks out, just good stuff. Went to Nashville once and came back loving it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, and Anthony? Uh, I've just been listening to a lot of different uh, songs. Uh, I've been buying a lot of music, so I purchased a lot of promos. Uh, I got a lot of new music sent to me as well, so I've just been listening to a lot of... Uh, just new house music tracks, but I've been trying to dedicate some time to listen to some other music other than the house this week. So, Cool. And what about you, Dorian? <laughs> uh, speaking about not listening to just house music, I started off with Goody Mob and I ended up at, uh, you know, some oh, way out shit. west. So, yeah, it's, it's kind, of, kind of a bit of a change over there. Nice. Well, one point of clarity. So I said I went to Nashville once. Dreamville is actually from Fayetteville, North Carolina, but... Uh, when, when I went to Nashville, I was listening to all kinds of hip hop and getting introduced to a lot of new stuff. From my my son was introducing me to a lot of stuff, so nice. really cool. Education right there, Roberta. What have you been listening to this week? Well, um, I've actually been on vacation this week, so I haven't really been in. I usually listen when I'm when I'm in my car working, so I use my car for work. So, but um, I was actually listening to this really cool um, interview. Uh, which uh, was with DJ Jazzy Jeff and uh, Biz Marquee. And it's funny because it kind of is a little uh, segue to our next topic, which we can go back to, but I can answer that later about um, what do DJ, what do, do, do DJs do? So, <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll go back to that later. So um, what about you, Cammy? Um, so I'm trying to lose all this COVID weight. So Anthony and I have been riding bikes <laughs> more. Um, and so I've been listening to uh, kind of more lighthearted music. So I've been listening to uh, Lemon Jelly. Um, just like really light, easy piano type music. Nice. Um, Is that helping you lose weight? <laughs> it just helps me like not think about how freaking hot it is and just yeah. escape a little bit. <laughs> so funny, Trey. <laughs> All right. So um, that's actually, so our today's topic is actually going to be uh, what do DJs do? So um, why don't we go ahead and start with um, Anthony? Well, actually, I wanted to start with like why, I, uh, why this question Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. I feel like every time, uh, Anthony has a gig, um, his friends will come out like his friends from work or whatever, people that aren't in the scene. And they're like, so, uh, what, what did you just do? What is he doing up there? And I'm like, yeah. And it's a loud bar. So I'm like, uh, yeah, um, he just found the music and now he's playing it. 
really? They ask you what is what is he doing up there? Yeah, because they're you know they're like, is he producing? Like you know, I mean, everybody has hmm. a different style when they're up there. So, uh, and then I go into like his history anyway, but it's difficult to go into. So oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, so when I was listening to, uh, I have Sirius Radio and it was one of the hip hop stations and there was the host, she actually was interviewing uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and then Biz Marquis was actually just like a co-host for her that day. But she actually asked him like, what do DJs do? And he said, we are here to... Um, what, I forgot what he said. Um, to tell me, be servants. Oh, servants of the people. Oh, awesome. So, and what he meant by that was not completely, like literally. He just meant that if people aren't dancing, then he's not, you know, doing what he, you know, initially wanted to to create. So basically, um, just to have a good time and. Um, yeah, but it got more in depth about some other crazy stuff. But um, yeah, so in in that shell, basically just to serve the people. So this is pretty interesting. I heard a funny story this week. I went to go get my haircut, and uh, somebody was talking about um, uh, DJs and DJing. In it. And her girl was like, "I thought that she's like, I forgive me, she's like, but I thought that DJs were literally just jukeboxes, and I would go up there and give them whatever I wanted to play." She said it took her like several years of getting yelled at by several DJs that <laughs> they're not jukeboxes, and. Uh, you know, if, if you just hold on a minute, you're probably going to play your track or something similar anyways. Not to interrupt you, but that's a great segue to we're actually starting a fund me for velvet ropes and plastic to put around <laughs> Primo House's DJ. I'm just kidding. It's told you. <laughs> With a really pretty sign that says a no request. Sponsors <laughs> needed. I love that it took her several times Years. of getting yelled at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she, she finally she, got she it. She told me also that one time uh, a DJ actually started recording her with his phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh Jeez. my God. That's uh, funny. Anthony, what do you think DJs do? Uh, aside from the obvious, you know, to, to make people dance, I think uh, for me, it's a little bit different now. I think uh, for me, to me, it's just kind of like, uh, I think DJs are like storytellers. Uh, I think everyone has a different story to tell. Um, and I think, you know, my story's house music and I've just been, you know, doing it for so long and I've just kind of just created a kind of, I don't know, I guess my own sound. So I've just been kind of interpreting my story through the music selections that I play and hopefully uh, it makes people dance and groove, so. Nice. And what about you, Dorian? Oh, man. Um, I guess from the... From the physical aspect of it, I get actually that question quite a bit. So uh, I remember uh, back when Twin Peaks was open and we were there sitting in front uh, and me and some friends were talking and they're like, so what do you actually do? And I'm like, that's a, that's a really large question. I mean, there's so much that's going on, you know, uh, everything from transitioning tracks to counting down in my head right so like i'm i'm constantly counting i'm like oh, that's a 32 break that's a you know that's a it's you're you're just constantly counting you're you're uh, for me at least it's it's a 12 mm -hmm. or you know you're just looking uh, counting in your head for the beat portion of it and then after that you're looking up at the crowd and saying okay they're digging this song i wonder what they would feel about this song and then you're looking for that track at the same time uh somebody might be up to, coming up to you and yelling at you uh, about 
you know, like, hey, do you want another drink? And then you're like, yeah, I do want another drink. And then you're like, wait a minute, I, I just missed my intro to the other song. How do I fit it in faster? <laughs> and yeah, there's just quite a bit that, that that's a broad question is there's so much that's going on that it's, it's kind of hard to describe until mm-hmm. you're in the middle of it. Um, and that's why I like sometimes watching other DJs on uh on videos now because you're you get to see them and see how they're transitioning or see how they're uh giving a breakdown or see what they're doing now with their hands whereas uh, for a while there was really secret like what we did was a secret like nobody really knew it was kind of like a magician you're just up there and they're like wow i don't know how he's doing this and and now we get to see masters at work and now you get to implement that Mm mm-hmm well, that brings to a great point about, you know, people that if you are listening to this podcast and you maybe are just getting into listening to house music and or going out and seeing DJs play, it's um, not to take it personal. If you walk up and they don't, you know, want to initiate a conversation, it's just it's not don't take it personal. They're, they're in their own heads. Um, I stay away as often as I can, unless I get the look like, you know, when you're uh, at a restaurant and you're ready for your check, and do the check <laughs> sign, I get the, the drink sign from yeah. the DJ, like nice. my, my other half, Mr. Garcia, Trey Garcia. And he does the drink and then I, I'm like, cool. So I go run and get him a drink. So, you know, I try not to talk to him for that reason. At least so. you get a look. I get a one finger in the air. <laughs> the middle one. Yeah. Didn't you have a little bell one time? Yeah. Like, oh that's, my God. that's kind of funny because usually I'm on my phone trying to text Trey, like, Trey, drink. <laughs> you asked Well, we've got a better drink. system. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't always do that. It, it's uh, something that we've talked about beforehand where I like, you know, halfway between – Halfway to my set, I usually like to have another drink. Um, there are those moments where I'm playing and somebody brings me shots. And, and there's too many drinks shots. up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to yeah. say what I tell people a lot of times with uh, like what do DJs even do? I think like, you know, I know that there's obviously the technical part of it where you guys are mixing in and trying to do as elegant of a job as that as possible. Uh, but I, I just tell people they curate. Um, I think more, that's kind of the most important part is, you know, I see how long Anthony takes to pick out music. Uh, and I can only imagine that he's wading through a bunch of stuff that doesn't fit his style. And, uh, mm-hmm. even if he likes it, I think that, you know, maybe a lot of it gets left oh, completely, behind. Completely not... agree on that. I, I've, I've often told mm-hmm. my friends when they ask me the same question, I'm like, you know, I think DJing for the most part is 90% listening and 10% actually doing because like you're just constantly listening to music. You're constantly going through, uh, you know, Beatport and all the rest of the digital world out there for any type of music that, that you just want to find that one track that sounds good for what you play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I agree with that curating thing. Um, I, I like to also think that I'm able to create sort of a production up there and devise a set that's going to build sort of up to a climax and, take you on some type of journey, right? But I think at the basic level of DJing, what does a DJ do? They literally go up there with all the equipment that they've invested in, um, all the time and the money that they've spent on music, and they want to go up there and make you dance. So they literally are just playing and selecting tracks, right? Selecting tracks, um, hopefully they mix well together, and hopefully they make you dance. Uh, But I think... Looking at the DJ, right, there's very, there's 
very many different types of DJs, right? There's the guys that are going to play hip hop. There's the guys that are going to play main big stage type of clubs, um, you know, electronic, like techno-y type of stuff. There's the house DJs that are maybe a little more underground playing you know, bars and more intimate locations or venues. Um, so, I, you know, I've always, I have a buddy of mine who <clears throat> actually got me into DJing and um, he, you know, he would call us more of a technicians and uh, what we do with house music. And I always be like, no, what you do is really hard, right? What they bring to the table is they bring equipment and lighting and, uh, you know, they're doing all of the business side of it and coordinating with business owners and uh, the entertainment guys and um, they're doing sound. Uh, so they're kind of like all in one package. They're also doing their marketing. Uh, they're doing their promos. Um, so there's just different types of DJs out there that do different things, right? And, and, and mad love to all of them because I understand all the work that goes into it. I mean, I too had done uh, the bars with the, we talked about it before, right? The Track 40 hip hop and, and it's just a very different vibe, right? I think when you get up to like, say, Anthony's level and you're booked for a gig, you know, you show up with your thumb drive or your record bag and you drop a set, right? Um, all the equipment, all the marketing, everything's been done for you. Um, but I think with Primo House, right, we decided to take all that in-house and and understand that we wanted to create an environment where people can dance, have a great time, come out and be social, come out and see your friends, uh, meet new friends, uh, and ultimately just, like I said, create that sort of aesthetic package for ambiance. great music, that ambiance of just uh, nice lighting, nice ambiance. So, yeah. Yeah. Very, so very different levels. Of it. You talked a little bit about, uh, you know, like the um, the ambience and the, the the senior setting. So I know you hate gimmicks, but I'm curious, like, what you guys think in general about DJs and showmanship. Mm. Yeah. So uh, was that directed towards me? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, you're right. I, I've never been a fan of the gimmicks. I think it's um, time and place, right? And, and I think there's no real place for it in the underground house music scene, right? But I do know that what created the gimmicks, right? It's, it's, it's an opportunity to try to get more listeners. It's an opportunity to get more people to come out to the bars. Um, so, you know, I've seen uh, things that would be like Biggie versus Tupac, right? In my mind, it's probably a little gimmicky, but it, you know, it's what they've had to do for their audience. And the things, and then we're, we're also saying there's nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it might tell you that, right? And, and not knocking it. I think when it comes to what we do, right, I try to steer clear of the gimmicks. Um, um, but then there was another part of yours. I think it was a separate part of your question had to do with showmanship, right? And I think there's many forms of that too, right? I mean, uh, I know when I play and if I'm really feeling it, feeling myself, I really start to dance a little bit. Um, that might be a little bit of showmanship. Um, I know other nights when we have to go out and, uh, you know, when the bars were open and by the way, they're opening back up today, 522, 25% capacity. <laughs> but when I'm saying when they were open, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of networking that goes on in, in, in this game and, and that might be considered showmanship as well. You know, I'm showing up to places and, um, you know, we're trying to be as charismatic as we can and involved and showing people respect and, and, and dancing for them as well. So is, is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking specifically of Steve Aoki and throwing cakes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm also thinking, um, 
you know, yeah, just, uh, you know, the style, even what you wear when you go out there. Um, yeah, how much you dance. I guess the, the thing that immediately comes to mind is that stupid video that's been circulating. Have you guys seen it? The one with the the guys outside in the snow and they like draw a DJ table. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and all their friends start cheering. <laughs> Good for him. Oh, my gosh. Stupid. So funny. And he's, like, pretending to turn knobs. And the fake smoke coming yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. And so he's good. all into so it. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of those 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 ideas of the cake throwing or I know there was a crew in San Antonio that used to throw tacos. That was actually pretty Whoa. <laughs> that could get messy. Softer softer hard. I went to Softer <laughs> hard tacos, she said. <laughs> they were soft wrap and, and foil. Oh yes. But I, I, love that. I did go see Prince Paul one time here in San Antonio. Um, a lot of DJs went and he's, he's an amazing producer, like third base. Um, I worked with uh, De La Soul quite a bit. But he threw out Tootsie Rolls during his set. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so a lot of those things are born for a reason, right? I I, I, I would hate and even think, yeah, think of the idea of Kate getting in my mixer. But, um, but yeah, I mean, again, those things are all born out of some reason. And, and, and some people, I know a lot of fans, really look forward to going and hoping to get with Kate in the face. Yeah, and, you know, you have the opposite <laughs> side of the showmanship where you're still being a hustler, too. So I've seen, I've seen where opening DJs are opening up for huge acts and they're passing out CDs or, you know, thumb drives now. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's, you know, Check out my mixed yeah, tape. it's just like, <laughs> you know, gotcha. you're just, you're doing that type of showmanship where you're still being a hustler. For sure. I think for me, uh, gimmicks, you know, they have their, their time and place. I, I think it works well for some genres and I think it can be, um, pretty beneficial for some, performers you know obviously it works for some but i think for the style of music that we do and the kind of uh you know the scene that we're in and the the, the passion that we have i don't think you know with us it's just all really about the music and we don't need any kind of gimmicks or any kind of other stuff pizzazz to just kind of you know make the music better the music's going to speak for itself and if you're a great mm -hmm. dj that it's going to communicate through and you're not going to need any kind of you know superficial shit on top of the music to make it sound great well, I don't yeah, think, well, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily superficial. I guess what I'm speaking to a little more is, um, <clears throat> I remember, um, Stephanie, uh, Soulstairs, she was promoting some party on, on, uh, the radio. And I remember she was, uh, just doing a quick little description of Anthony and she was like, yeah, he's just infectious. Um, and I was like, yeah, I get that. I get what she means there. Um, and I think it's not necessarily just the music. I mean, right. You can't just, I don't think. DJs can necessarily anymore just go out there. I mean, you guys are on a stage. You're in front of people now. It's not like it used to be where you're in the back of the room, you know, hidden. Um, I think it's a it's a little there is a, a an amount of showmanship that goes into it. Can you speak to that? What do you mean? Like if you see a DJ and he's not he's just sitting there looking bored, you're not uh, going to really you know right. feed off of it. Whereas opposed to you going to a place and you see the. DJ dancing and having a great time and acting a fool, then you're going to feed off of that great energy and, you know, it's going to, the, the, the dance floor is going to feel it and it's going to create a great atmosphere and a great vibe. So, right. Mm -hmm. I actually have an example of something like that. Um, one of my favorite DJs in town, Mr. DJ Lopez, shout out to JJ. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I actually love when he, when he plays, um, his is a, an example of something, I guess, more organic and not 
you know, flashy or anything, but he just loves to dance and he'll jump off while he's playing and dance to his own song and then jump back on just because the music just like go like feel he's just feeling it so much that he has to do it. And so I think that's kind of another example of, you know, some uh just somebody really feeling yeah, the music. Yeah, and the opposite. It's just fun. It's fun uh, to watch. Yeah, and Cammy, <laughs> and the other side of that, I've also seen where uh, they do an experiment in like Ibiza and they'll put the DJ on the opposite side of a room and put a wall of speakers and you don't know where the DJ is at. Turn the lights off and people mm. don't know where the music's coming from and still are, it's a packed dance floor and people are still not even looking at the DJ for any type of lead. They're just going with the flow of it. It's coming from my iPod. <laughs> right? Just kidding. <laughs> What's an iPod? <laughs> so wait, what happened? MPT. So the people danced. Uh, oh like, yeah, it, without... people were packed and and they didn't even know where the DJ was at or um, even look for direction from him. They were just still dancing That's on weird. it. It's a pretty cool concept for that portion of it, just to exclude the DJ out of it and just go with the music that he's playing. Right. Yeah, I've talked mm -hmm. about that with a couple of people about like. You know, when did the DJ start being the center of a be, center like, of attention? Yeah. Right, exactly. And it is kind of awkward when you're dancing. And it's like when you go to a rock concert, like, yeah, I want to, you know, we, we would look up and we want to see what's going on. But with DJs, like it's it is a little awkward to all be facing forward. And it's not my favorite design, uh, dance room design, but that's just how it is at most bars. Oh, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the performance por cool. portion of it, it's, it expects it. So, you know, you have you have boiler room where sometimes they'll uh, put a GoPro on the CDJs on the mixer or whoever the live act is and then they'll actually play it on uh, you know a projector on the backside of it so you actually do have something to look at instead of just looking at the DJ to see what he's doing goes back to what do DJs do right yeah and I think it's also like maybe a, a demand for more live entertainment I think people just want to see your craft oh, for sure yeah, no, I mean, I just wanted to touch on, you talk about the infectious part of Anthony and, uh, and yeah, I don't know what Solstairs was referring to as far as whether, you know, him moving. I know Anthony definitely has a, a tell when he's really in feeling it. He, he does some things while he's dancing. Um, but I, I, I'm thinking maybe more, she meant more about the music and his, his style, uh, you know, that sort of uh, repetitive rolling beats and, and, uh, and disco-y. Like uh, a selection. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a mark, man. It's a trademark now. Um, but she has the same vibe, right? So she really gets into the music that she plays. And I've had several occasions of some of my friends that have gone to see her and uh, come up to me and be like, dude, when she's dancing, I just really get into it. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, she has great style, uh, just personally. So that also is, is part of her thing. And, and people, I think, uh, some people gravitate to that, right? And uh, and then, of course, your sound is, is wonderful. Well, but, uh, I wanted to add, I, you know, I've told this to Anthony before, but I also feel like, especially for people who aren't in the house scene, like, you know, when we're, we're at the bars and stuff, I feel like by uh, us dancing, we're teaching everybody else how to dance and how to listen to the music, right? Like, this is yeah. the fun part of the song. Like, this is what you're looking for, you know? I think I didn't understand house music at all. Uh, until Anthony's previous roommate, we all went to a, a roundhouse with a, is that what, round, no, round table? That big old, which, what is that one called with Kenneth Scarborough? That's the round table. Oh, nice. that's the round table. Well, the big yeah. overnight one. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But anyway, and I saw the way he was dancing and I saw the way that he was listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like now I get how you're supposed to move to this music and like, uh, you know, kind of what the point is. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a great point, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's different for everyone, right? I mean, dancing really doesn't matter. I, I don't think that anyone's ever, any house venue or event ever been, nobody judges anyone's dancing. Yeah. It's just remarkable. Get out there and dance, do what you do, feel it how you yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the other elements, like the DJ dancing or the audio or the lighting or the, you know, I think it touches people differently. All the different aspects of various aspects of DJing itself. Uh, or like that one time when you had the doves come out when you were like, <laughs> at the end. <laughs> it was a real, you guys missed out. You really should have been there. Fireworks amazing. Out. Yeah, the doves were like just beautiful. Different elements touch people differently. And it, you know, it all just creates a, a vibe where everyone gets together and, and finds something they like and love. And- I think at this point, uh, we could probably move to. Uh, commercial. Uh, get those sponsors out there. Thank you. Uh, so here's a little break from our sponsors. Hey, ladies. Are you looking for that perfect gift for your always supposedly dieting gal pals? Check out the eye roll bracelet today. Designed to look like the latest fitness tracker, you can give it as a gift and slowly condition your friends to stop saying keto. That's right. Anytime your friend, sister, cousin says the word keto, the watch will send a medium electric current up her arm. You can even opt for a mild current for the word carbs. Train your friends and family to stop being fucking annoying and buy the eye roll today. All right. And as usual, we'll talk about our house music news. Um, But again, per usual, we're still in COVID times and there's not a lot of fun things going on. So we're going to talk about uh, how we've seen uh, house music in the media. So uh, one headline that caught my attention is White Lines is the most chaotic show since Tiger King. And I know Trey (laughs) and Roberta brought this up to me, uh, to us earlier this week. And I was like, oh, Trey and Roberta were just talking about this. So Trey and Roberta, what is this about? (laughs) That's a real headline you saw? Oh, yeah. Oh wow! Whoa! <laughs> I just think it's a it's a great story. I mean, it, basically, it's um um if um it's kind of nostalgic. So uh, the characters actually kind of go back. They do a lot of like flashbacks to when they were in their little like raver party days, and so it's kind of fun watching that. But they're just a group of friends that all know each other that, you know, were all DJs. And then there are other friends that weren't DJs that just hung around with them. And so it kind of just like gives you a, a show about their lives and how they changed. And basically they add a little like kind of, it's got to be interesting. So they add some, you know, yeah, crazy weird. stuff. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, yeah. it, just a show about people that we don't know is not interesting. <laughs> but that including, you know, some, you know, murder and some crazy stuff so so what is the uh, the setting of this show sure so it's uh it's about three djs from manchester in england um in the 90s and they are throwing events and they're having a great time and then they end up getting one of the D- djs gets kicked out by his dad so he they just pack up and and uh three djs and and one of the guy's girlfriends just pick up and move to ibiza and they start throwing events there and they you know they get acclimated they meet uh, a lot of heavy hitters in the in the music scene and um they end up getting like five clubs and it's uh it's kind of cool the white lines thing is i guess was like a trip, double triple meeting it, it actually doesn't really have much to do with 
actual cocaine. I think it has, it's more of a psychological term about the uh, one of the DJs dies and his younger sister from Manchester goes to Ibiza to look for him. Um, uh, or to find out. Or he goes missing, I guess, and happened. then she finds out he dies. Um, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler, by the way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in the synopsis. But um, <laughs> in the opening scene is they find his body. So there you go. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, but I think it has to do with more of a psychological term because the sister is like trying to stay in the lines as she's navigating Ibiza, which is insane, right? Just party, beach, um, drugs, and Crime. romance and so she's trying to stay in the lines but she's kind of veering out of them and getting into the red lines a little bit so yeah but i watched and i actually binge watched the season and unfortunately there was just one season so far but really good story what uh for those that don't know what is ibiza so ibiza is an island off of the coast of spain and it's just a big party location um usually of year-round festivals there's a big time of the year like that their summer that they throw major events but yeah anybody who's a big name dj has played out right one more point about white lines awesome. uh there's actually uh some pretty good music in it like uh i heard a track from vice i heard a uh, frankie knuckles track uh oh, yeah. bob moses was in there um and then sprinkled out throughout the track as part of the soundtrack they do have like other deep house tracks in there that i didn't really recognize but those were some of the highlights they have oh uh uh, talk about Mozart in there, which is actually pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So there, if you listen, there's if you if you watch it, you dig it. There's actually some pretty good tracks. There was one funny scene that it was a flashback to like the '90s, and they were playing uh, a Frankie Knuckles track. So it was like, <laughs> and the Frankie Knuckles track didn't come out to like oh or something like that so uh, that was kind of funny but i don't think nobody would really catch that right you so. know what is time <laughs> <laughs> nice i'm so sorry to interrupt go ahead no so you're last fine. actually uh that little bit kind of made me want to watch it i'm like <clears throat> oh whatever i'm on the fence but eh, no i kind of want to see it for the soundtrack <laughs> nice. uh, so anyway anthony and i were trying to watch the last dance uh the michael jordan documentary have you guys seen it yet no y'all thought it was about music didn't you <laughs> well, the last dance. This is the yeah. last dance. So this is what we got. We wanted to see the Michael Doc- Jordan documentary. Instead, we watched a documentary about uh, uh, EDC, Electric Daisy Carnival. Oh, yeah. oh nice. It was, uh, so they just, it wasn't the same, was Michael Jordan there? Or? <laughs> I don't understand why Michael Jordan is dancing to begin with. <laughs> Wait, I thought Michael Jordan actually ran. Wait, is Michael Jordan a DJ? Wasn't he in the Olympics? <laughs> I'm talking about Michael you're, Johnson. You're thinking of Michael Johnson, bro. Oh. I mean, you just had to oh, read yeah, maybe one article in your life and you would know who Jordan is. <laughs> Come on, Dorian. <laughs> really? This one Jordan? I, I don't know. Do you know? I think he's joking. Oh. Let's carry on. It's called sarcasm. <laughs> Sorry, you're, guys. Sorry. You're Bad so, joke. Thanks for ruining it, Roberta. <laughs> She's like, is he, oh, babe, is he serious? She's like, is he being serious? Wait, wait, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop recording this. <laughs> we gotta stop recording right now. Oh, so Cammy, what were we saying about the uh, Electric Daisy Carnival? Oh yeah, so the documentary, yeah, it was about Electric Daisy Carnival. Um, you know, obviously around the the dance music scene, specifically more EDC uh, or EDM sort of music, but uh, it was really good. It was pretty eye opening. Uh, 
You know, uh, I learned a lot about Dance Safe uh, in the 90s and um, just how the way California is kind of uh, structuring their their rave laws and their drug laws over there. Um, and, you know, you, it just kind of makes sense why, in my opinion, why dance music has kind of been up and down. I think that these, in my opinion, from what I've seen, I think that these like kind of strict laws have a lot to do with it. Um, you know, where, where, you know, if the, if a owner is allowing raves to happen at their bar and there's a bunch of people doing drugs mm-hmm. there, then they're kind of liable for it. Um, so I know, you know, even we've been turned down to play house music at certain venues. Cause they're like, uh, we'll we don't want to, we don't want to yeah. deal with that. <laughs> Right. So it was really good. It was pretty interesting. You know, I hated Electric Music <laughs> Carnival myself when I went uh, back in, you know, I don't even remember what year it was in Dallas, but yeah. yeah. I go, I, I like hate it. Coming. I go back every no, year. <laughs> right. So the document took place back on the very first EDCs when they were actually oh, really wow. good. They had a lot of house music. It wasn't just all <laughs> your heart, you know, all your mainstream uh festival DJs that are playing the EDC now is a lot of like, you know, your Mark Farinas and Wally Clarios and DJ Heather and, you know, all the real quality house music before it got all commercialized. And uh, this was obviously before the, uh, the rave act and the, before Disco Donnie got, you know, arrested for, you know, the parties and all that. So, um, it just kind of documents, you know, how awesome, you know, the raves were back then. And unfortunately how, you know, with the, uh, the rave act and all that, it just kind of deteriorated and, it caused that shift from house music to go from the warehouse to essentially just club life. So check it out. And I wanted to say uh, in the Electro Daisy Carnival, we love you guys and we love what you guys are doing. <laughs> and that Primo House loves uh, know, what right? you guys are doing. And we have nothing to say, <laughs> nothing negative to say again. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we don't, we, we don't want to so, like, we don't want to shame anybody. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, yeah, one time and they're like, they're like, like, fuck those guys. Like, we don't want, we don't want that. So we're just, you know, well, we're all you here know, to be like, friends. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. Sorry, I hated it just because I was like, at that point, I was like just a little too old for. No, I don't want to say that either. <laughs> erase, 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 erase. I just, I can't jump that much for fucking eight hours like uh, y'all got some chairs i can sit on i'm, yeah, I'm tired where's the mom and dad pick up area yeah. well in the year that i went like it was crazy like the electricity went out Ooh. the ac went out it was insane uh and it was you know after a hot day to begin with so like everybody got moved outside uh nobody got to see the headliners and back then it was like afrojack and stuff uh, so people were very upset. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, no shade through to ADC. It's just not my scene. Just can't jump you know, I think. <laughs> I wasn't wearing my, my track shoes. Well, that's, you know, back then, that was when everybody was doing that. Well, I mean, people still do it, but not as much where everybody's jumping. You know, that was the, the, the shuffling. Dance, the shuffling oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, got some stories about that shit. Oh. Dorian's great at shuffling, by the way, if you've never seen him. Ask him. I actually thought she was going to say that everybody was doing, you know. What? Well, your mom listens to the podcast? Too. What? Holding hands? Yeah. <laughs> Can't say it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Dorian. I guess. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Drogas. No, you're fine. 
<laughs> I totally am. Oh shit, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> hugs, not drugs. It's all about hugs. Hugs. Everyone's hugging. For the Blur. Baby. Say it that way for the baby over here. <laughs> so, yeah, that was about all the news I could find. You know, the other news is every festival that you ever wanted to go to is online now. So, if you want to see any DJ that you've ever wanted to see, there's definitely going to be some sort of virtual opportunity. Like, I'm just constantly getting emails like, this got turned into a virtual thing. This got turned into a virtual thing. Hmm. Like, fantastic. <laughs> I don't have time for that, but I like it. I, and, you know, I do turn it on in the background while I'm working and stuff. As far as you're going to yeah. take it. <laughs> well, I definitely want to watch that now. So thank you for mentioning it. Yes, it is. It does have slow parts uh, for sure. But, you know, there's just some good information in there. Well, thank you guys um, uh, for the lovely conversation and um, wanted to uh, mention not to forget our social media rounds. Follow us on Instagram, give us a like on Facebook and give us a follow on SoundCloud. So you can find us by searching Primo House with a space. Trey and Anthony currently have a set on SoundCloud Primo House page. So go give it a listen and stay tuned for Dorian's set coming out soon. So if you want to plug us for your project, leave us a voicemail at 210-538-4333. That's 210-538-4333. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. We love you and... Talk to you next time. Peace. Peace out. Bye. 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 Bye.